0: This episode of the Noble Warrior Podcast is brought to you by C.K. Lynn Mindset Coaching for Entrepreneurs. Whatever mental blocks in your life you want to overcome as an entrepreneur, fears of failure, inability to take the actions you know there is to take, fear of success, three steps forward and four steps back, or even that thought of not feeling deserving after achieving all the success. Coaching is one of the most valuable tools you can have. It's an investment in yourself, and it can yield some of the highest returns. C.K. Lynn has the skills that will empower you to achieve the most accelerated results you've dreamed of. To help you get started, C.K. is offering podcast listeners a free strategy session with him, a $1,000 value. Visit talkwithck.com and schedule your free session today.
1: I'm really excited to be talking to Brent Estabrook. Brent is a new friend, and he is a a visual artist bringing new way of looking at physical reality and the fantastical. I like that. Yeah. So, and one of the things that really draw to me to Brent is his openness, his willingness to do the radical self inquiry as a way to grow himself, grow his art, creative endeavors, and also grow his impact into the world. I want people to listen to his story in a way to really inspire you to pursue your creative pursuits. Because oftentimes we hear people who really want to pursue art as their path, but something stands in the way that stops them from really pursuing that. It doesn't matter how successful they are in business, how successful, how successful they are elsewhere in their life, something's stopping them. So I'm really interested to hear what Brent has to say, the path that he took in order for him to really share his art, to bring more love, more
0: beauty into the world. So welcome to the show, Brent. Thank you very much. Yeah. Glad to be here. Well, we're in my studio, but I'm, I'm definitely glad to be in my studio. Yes.
1: <laughs> so why don't we start off by this um, radical self-inquiry? Mm-hmm. Before we started you know, recording, we started to discuss what would it be like if, if we actually have this mechanism in our school system for students to start inquiring about who they are internally in our school system. So why do you think that's important, especially as, from an artist's point of view?
0: Well, I mean, I could go into quite a bit of a rabbit hole with this, but, you know, I spent most of my life just kind of droning through life, right? Like just following the, you know, you do this, you go to school and then, uh, and then you go to grad, you know, my case, you go to graduate school and then you get a job. Like I was just, I was on that path. I was never thinking about the potential I could bring to the world Um, and really that, kind of went down to like a confidence issue. I was like, ah, like I'm me, like I'm nobody. I can't, I can't bring positivity. You know, I can't make massive changes in the world. Um, and it was, in, it was in graduate school. So I guess my uh, quick story, I was always an artist growing up. I went to undergrad at U of A with the intention of going into dental school. Um, again, it's just kind of like on that normal path, right? And um, I started painting in undergrad and fell in love with it. Uh, eventually got into dental school, realized that was not my passion. I kind of went into dentistry for, cause I, I was gonna be a rich dentist, you know, like I was gonna be a successful rich dentist and I found that path in life was not gonna be fulfilling. Um, art was always my passion uh, and so towards the end of dental school is when I probably started my kind of like mindfulness like I started thinking about like you know how do I improve myself mentally to just better myself and hopefully eventually better the world um, graduated dental school said screw it I'm gonna be an artist and I've been doing it ever since and
1: pause that for a moment because you kind of skip few key stages because mm-hmm. a lot of people would say i want to s- pick a safe path being a dentist or accountant or whatever it may be because that's more predictable yes right but, in, but it requires from my point of view courage to actually say no i'm not going to go down that path i'm going to pick a this this new path mm-hmm. this this less predictable path of being an artist Yes, because one may say um one may say that, hey, let me actually do both. Let me go through dentistry so that I have some predictable income <laughs> so that I can actually you yeah. know, carve out the <laughs> s- mental space without the security concerns so that I can actually pursue my love, my passion, which is art, mm-hmm. right? So walk me through a little bit in that critical moment when you say, screw it, I'm not gonna do dentistry. I'm going to
0: actually pursue art full time. I could uh, I could tell you that was a pure passion move. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I did go into dentistry initially because I knew it was a safe, comfortable career. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, good income. I was always good at school, so I was like, ah, all I gotta do is go to school for four more years, I'll graduate and I'll have a great income and I'll have a, a great life. Mm-hmm. And I loved painting so much. I mean, I painted every free moment I had in dental school. Like i would, I'd do almost do the bare minimum to study, and then I was grabbing my paintbrush um so this This path all started almost purely around passion like I, mm-hmm. it was scary when I graduated, and I kind of fully gave up on dentistry mm-hmm. um but man, my passion just just drove me mm-hmm. uh and that kind of fueled the beginning mm-hmm. of it. And, as that progressed is when I, um, I don't know how do I put it, like I guess I started to, you know, it's like, how do I, I'm, I'm on this different path in life. I'm not following like the normal rule book. I need to optimize, like myself, mm-hmm. in order to, one, make this successful, mm-hmm. and, to make this really successful that I could actually have an impact, like, Mm -hmm. uh, and I'll be honest, my first motivation in in art was like, I I want to be in the history books, like I want to be in the big museums, and don't get me wrong, I still do, but uh, I guess fast forwarding a little bit, now I see I could potentially make a huge difference in the world Mm -hmm. um, through art, which is crazy. Mm -hmm. Like, I would have never imagined that. and so probably for the past like three years, like this mindfulness has been it. I've realized I, I had a lot of, uh, I call them hindrances. Mm-hmm. Um, I call them interference. Interferences, yeah, that's, that's a better one. Um, I mean, I never really f- thought I was good enough. Mm-hmm. Uh, never thought I deserved kind of, you know, where I'm at in life now. And, And I just, I realized these were all interferences Mm. that were holding me back from my greater potential. Mm. And, you know, I started listening to a lot of podcasts, uh, reading a lot of books. And I just, you know, the people who were changing the world were all very much into, you know, bettering their minds. Mm. And that was, that was probably the big catalyst for like, well, you know, uh, You know Richard Branson these guys are doing it like why not me Mm. like there's got to be something to it Mm. Um, So that started Really like my mind that was like the
1: To start meditation you decided to pursue art Then you decided to listen to the advice of these people who you respect what change in the world as you said Yes
0: emulate their practices. Yes, Mm. Um, like it was kind of like now I look at it as like no duh like mm-hmm. these people like these people know something like mm-hmm. why not why not try it especially if I like I don't need any other tool all I got to do is sit in a chair and mm. and do it mm. um, at least you know start the process and uh, yeah that's kind of where it all started I know you have some other questions I probably went around, went around no more. no this is great so so you
1: started. You started emulating their practices, but what about that courage? The, the courage piece. Because I talked to a lot of people mm-hmm. who are super successful, seven, eight, nine figure earners, right? They're very mm-hmm. successful, but yet they're scared of going back to the art, their music, their painting, mm. their poetry, and then share it publicly. Mm. So I would say, even though one of the phrases I say, is how you do one thing is how you do everything Mm -hmm. but at the same time there's a chasm inside them they and they don't tell anyone else but me Mm -hmm. that they have this secret desire to pick up music painting poetry again Mm -hmm. so speak a little bit about the courage they require you to say i'm gonna pursue this because this is so important for me
0: And to be very honest, it was, I loved it so much mm. that I couldn't think of doing anything else. Mm. Um, in a weird way, I kind of, I mean, I, don't get me wrong. There was, especially right after dental school, I'd, there was some very fearful moments, uh, financially right. very scary. Yeah.
1: Um, Cause they're like 200 grand, right? Student debt, <laughs> you know? double that double that 400 grand yeah holy crap
0: um, <laughs> it's insanely expensive right uh, and I mean I like my now business partner uh, but I, I grew up with him good friend James Wright um, him and I started this together and I went and lived with him and his his wife in a 600 square foot apartment, slept on an air mattress for a year in their entry hall. Mm. It was like an open studio apartment. Like I was sleeping right next to him and Mm. just every morning I'd flip up my air mattress. I had my easel behind it and Mm. I just started painting. Mm. And to be honest, I I, I think I looked for, I actively looked for a dental job for about a week Mm -hmm. after, a week when I got to San Francisco, that's where where I was staying Uh, and then after that, (laughs) <laughs> honestly i never thought about it never even thought about it it, it was it, i was it. so drawn to art i see got it uh you, just, you surrender to it oh man i it's all i thought about mm-hmm. um i would just wake up every morning and i just kept painting and again there was there was fearful moments but looking back on it i i don't even think about those necessarily, necessarily those times i just I knew I was I knew I was fairly talented in art at the mm. time and um, so yeah confidence in yourself I guess I did like to a point uh, mm. it's always something like confidence is always something I, I battled but that's kind of why I go back to say like my passion out outweighed it like mm. I just loved it so much mm. that I couldn't fathom doing anything else and mm. I just kept doing it uh, you were hungry too. oh man uh, and it's, it's why I tell people <laughs> it's I don't know if it's the the, uh, the the greatest advice for everybody in the world. But I tell people, like, find out what you love doing and that passion will drive you mm. towards doing it. It'll drive you towards success. Mm. Um, like the pff, the famous saying, you know find or do what you love and you never work a day in your life. I Mm -hmm. heard that probably a million times growing up and it went in one year and out the other. Mm -hmm. You know, Mm -hmm. just like, oh, it's a cool saying. Mm -hmm. But man, is it true. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm sure with with you as well, like Mm -hmm. once you find what you love to do, like that passion has just driven me forward. Mm -hmm. And once that all got geared up, then I started realizing I had these kind of interferences that Mm -hmm. I needed to address mm. um, and luckily with art i you know I kind of have a lot of time to to be to myself and mm. um, so in that aspect i I'm pretty lucky because yeah I, I spend a lot of the time by myself and I can spend a lot of time thinking um, but now i'm I'm trying to be much more uh routine about like every morning waking up and doing a meditation practice that mm. is kind of addressing some of these interferences. Um, mm. You know, being more thankful, uh, love, confidence. Mm. Uh, and man, I know I'm I'm fast forwarding really far, but the, God, this was like a week ago. I was meditating and I just felt different. And mm. this was after like I've been struggling with meditation back, like having a a constant routine, Mm. and I am now seeing the incredible, powerful benefits to it, and- Mm. uh, What changed? Well, I'm sure we'll get into this eventually, but um, ceremony, Mm. Uh, that was a huge catalyst for me. Mm. Like, (laughs) I've been telling everybody that will listen to me how how powerful that experience was. and you know some people roll their eyes at me uh but i think if you were to ask some of my friends like they've they've seen a difference in me Mm. and kind of after that ceremony i mean i just i felt like i was on fire Mm. in a good way good Mm. fire Mm. um yeah you told me creativity fire oh man dude everything (laughs) it's like dude i was running on i was uh I was running all all cylinders, uh, mm. and I feel like I still am like mm. this was when was this two months ago now mm-hmm. um, you know I've been very active after the after the ceremony I have a, a very good uh journal routine in the morning, a very good meditation mm. routine, and I see this, I can feel this stuff working, which is crazy mm-hmm. i'm totally one i'm I was one of those people all my all my life, that I just I thought like, you know, I got dealt dealt a hand, and it was like, ah, this is how I'm gonna be. Like, I'll just be a normal person going through an American life. Mm. Just I'll live and then I'll die. <laughs> and I was kind of this goes to the constant confidence, confidence thing. Like, I never thought I could amount to anything. Mm. And now I, I see the potential in myself. Mm. Um, and even like before the ceremony, I had, I've had a ton of success in art. Um, mm. I've, if I was to be honest, I've, I probably had more success than most, most people, Yeah. but I never looked at it. I, d- I kind of like almost pushed myself away from it. Like I was just like, it's almost like I got lucky a few times. Mm-hmm. Um, and now I'm kind of redirecting that, and I, I see all this, all the work and passion I put into it, and mm. now I'm like embracing that. It feels. Can I cuss on this? Yeah, go for it. <laughs> I'll try not to do it all the time, but uh it feels fucking awesome. Mm. Like, I. It. Man, have I had a shift in, in mindset since, since the ceremony. Um, so what kind of shift are you, for the people that are listening, oh. I don't know
1: what you're talking about.
0: Uh, talk, talk,
1: you know, Describe women the before and then describe women the after so they can, in their mind, see okay. the
0: shift. So I started, I really started my art career four years ago or so. Mm-hmm. Um, graduated dental school in 2014, uh, first year 2014 2015 um, was probably a very scary time financially very scary uh, mm. but again my passion just kind of mm. kept me going mm. um, and then 2015 2016 started having a lot more success mm. uh, you know 2016 2017 even more Two thousand seventeen, two thousand eighteen. 2018 just had, I've had a ton of success. I have an incredible studio. I, uh, just way more success than I ever thought. But mm-hmm. I was never really, I never, I never looked at it like I deserved it or or I earned it. Or I was never thankful for it. That's mm-hmm. what it, I was just kind of like. I would, I would. Um, how do I put this? Like I was. I used to hide my signature in my paintings because mm. I was I'd like tried to detach myself from it because I didn't I didn't feel I didn't feel like I've like earned it mm. in a weird way and mm. um, uh, I lost my train of thought uh
1: while you I'm collected, I want to sh- I want to um, underline this point because a lot of entrepreneurs that I work with, when they come to me, in secretly, mm-hmm. because they're responsible for a company, so they have to put up a front, a mask, Yeah. and secretly would, they would tell me something very, very similar in flavor. They feel like an imposter, yes. that all yeah. this success could be taken away uh, as soon as people found out who they really are, uh, found out that they don't really deserve to be there. Mm-hmm so they couldn't really be 100% themselves, they couldn't be fully Mm -hmm. self-expressed. So is that a little bit of the similar... Totally.
0: Is it called the imposter syndrome? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, Very much so. Like, I had all this success, but I was like, man, once people figure out, like, I'm just me, like, then it's like, they're going to be like, what? Like. I don't like that art anymore and it was like what a ridiculous thought it's such a stupid thought um and i I definitely had that and again that probably goes to the the confidence thing and uh i did this ceremony and i mean a lot of it was i never i never stopped and realized where i made or where i've gotten to in life Mm -hmm. um And it was kind of like I was losing, I didn't have like joy when I came. I still, I enjoyed painting, but there was a lot of time where I just, I didn't realize how good I had it. Like I paint seven days a week. I do exactly what I wanna do every single day. Mm. But I wasn't like stopping and appreciating it. And after that ceremony, like, I mean, if you look at my journals, it's just now it's filled with like goddamn, I get it go in and paint today like mm. how awesome is that? Mm. and that has oh my gosh it's it's made me like um, now I like embrace it I like to like I love going and, and meeting with collectors and sh- you know like sharing my work with them and and you know I have a ton of people who. Um, again, I don't want to sound boastful, but I have like people who love my work. Mm-hmm. But I never felt like I deserved that, that love mm-hmm. for it. And, mm-hmm. But now I embrace it. Like, mm-hmm. it's, like I totally, totally embrace it. Um, mm-hmm. And man, it is a powerful feeling. Like it's, uh, One of the biggest things that happened to me during the ceremony, uh, the second night was like a ton of bricks. I got this aha moment of just be thankful. Mm-hmm. Um, and it sounds it's so easy to you know it's all it is it's mindset right mm-hmm. um <laughs> you make it sound so simple i know all it, all it is is just my it's just my, like just be happy uh and i don't know if if i would have before that ceremony I, I it hit me so hard i mean just i can remember it so vividly mm. like I remember I felt like my head was like radiating this like beam of energy Mm. and I was sitting there I had like I had my you know fist kind of if you can imagine you know everybody knows where the third eye is at if they're Mm. listening to this probably and I just I remember like pounding in this thought like I was physically like Mm. like fist on my head like I was like pounding in a nail into my head just be thankful and again hard to describe hard to put into words but man it hit me like a ton of bricks Mm. completely shifted my mindset um Mm. from that night till now like Mm. and it has stuck with me and man that has vastly improved everything i everything since that ceremony has been i mean like i said firing on all cylinders um Oh there's so many aspects i could I could talk about just um Name a few uh okay so I guess I'll have to quickly talk about another one was I wanted to improve relationships in my life mm-hmm. love relationships friends, family everything and i could maybe later I'll talk about it more, but that also improved uh or during the during the ceremony I had this probably the most intense, uh, man, I felt what love is. I felt Mm -hmm. what like unconditioned love was. Um, Mm -hmm. And I felt how beautiful it was to really embrace all the relationships I've had in my life with my friends, family, uh, you know, um, girlfriend. uh, And that and the gratefulness has just, like synergistically have just compounded Um, like man I went out to dinner two nights ago with three of my best friends and it was Uh (laughs) fan-fucking-tastic like we just (laughs) just
1: thank you for being open and vulnerable
0: um do you want to hear the whole story of it? It's a pretty. <laughs> if you're willing to share, it's a pretty cool. It's a pretty cool story. So, well, I think it is. Um, so one of my uh, big new collectors is Nobu. Mm. Um. You're doing great. Excuse <sighs> <gonna be> me. <laughs> uh. I feel like there's so much to talk about um oh i don't even know where to begin we feel, uh, we, we, we feel your gratitude <laughs> <laughs> um I'll, I'll i'll come full circle here eventually i'm gonna probably go off in the weeds a little bit but uh yeah recently nobu started collecting my artwork and now i've uh you know i've i've hung out with them a lot and i've, I've talked with them a lot and um, you know he's he's somebody that has uh, reached a level in life where very successful, mm-hmm. but also uh, very very giving. Mm uh uh and you know, I used to feel like kind of that imposter thing, like you know he's gonna he's gonna figure me out like I'm just i'm you know, when he first started collecting my work, like I felt like a nobody from small town Washington.
2: Like, mm-hmm.
0: and, and now I've, I've, you know, I've, I've sat and spoke with them, and we've talked about just doing what you love, passion and, and he's been incredibly, incredibly giving. He's like he he shares my work with everybody which is you know he 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 knows all he knows everybody. Mm -hmm. Uh, And him Nobu has he tells almost everybody about my artwork like he's like I can't tell you how how grateful I am for that because he's like he's just, he's helping me, he's helping me reach the top. Mm. Um, and I was talking to him, uh, I was talking to him about this, some Wagyu from Japan, it's called Olive Wagyu. It's, uh, I guess only like 2,000 cows in some Kog, Kagawa Island or something. they So Olive Wagyu comes from this island in Japan, that's only 2,000 cows and they it's a very, very rare wa- Wagyu, mm-hmm. like super rare. So he kind of made the, the comment. He's like, I'm gonna, f- I'm gonna find some, and I'm gonna bring some back, and I'm gonna give some to you. Wow. And again, I was still kind of in that like, like, ah, like, I'm Brent, like I don't deserve that. Right, like, you just be nice. Yeah, yeah. And like three days ago, he hits me up, and he's like, I found some of that olive Wagyu Coming to my uh, coming to Matsuhisa, that's his his first restaurant here. He's like, and I'm gonna give you some, and I was just like, boom, like blown away. Mm. So, uh, I guess two nights ago, I went in to Matsuhisa with three of my best friends, and Nobu served and cooked us all of Wagyu. Like he went back in the kitchen and made this, and came out and served and served us, and wow. it was. Oh, it was such a credible experience. It was just hanging out with my best friends, enjoying some of the most insane wagyu I've ever had in my life. Wow! Um, oh, it was—it was incredible. Uh, I don't know where I was going with that story, but man, it was. Dude, I—I I felt like I was on drugs. Like I was—I was so just thankful for everything mm. uh, it was overwhelming mm. uh, yeah I totally forgot where we were going with that story But well let me interject a little bit because
1: mm-hmm. right, it actually brought me some new questions as you're describing this you've been really really blessed I'm so moved by your gratitude for these people who have helped you who are helping you mm-hmm. and also your um, cultivation to emanate, emanate love Mm-hmm. to everyone that you touch, right? So these two things really fuel you, fuel your creativity in all aspects of your life. Mm-hmm. I want to make sure that this is tactical for the people who are listening. Yeah, yeah I was gonna say the story may not Because yeah, in some ways, him, um, you know, a lot of the creative entrepreneurs, they want to be at your level, right? They mm-hmm. want to be successful, they want to be hanging out with Nobu, and they get the chance to. Yeah. How would you, well, knowing why you know now, because you actually been through a journey from worrying about finances, being mm-hmm. four hundred thousand dollars in debt, mm-hmm. dental debt, dental school debt, to where you are right now, hanging out with Nobu. It's a it's a journey, right? Oh yeah. So, knowing what you know now, what tactical advice would you give them to say, hey, you too can do this? What are some of the, the little principles that you learn from Nobu or these mm-hmm. people that you hang around with that? you too can also pursue this career, this profession in art. In art specifically? Or in, in life. But since you're coming from the space of you know, being a creative entrepreneur, uh, what advice would you give them? Knowing what you know now. Having gone through that journey. Mm-hmm. And you're still in the beginning of your journey too. You're still a super yeah. young, right?
0: 34. So. Um, I can, I, I'll go back to the I totally like. I let my passion fuel all this.
1: Like so, now okay. One, let your f- passion fuel this. Oh and, yeah. Like, and then surrender to it. If I'm hearing you. Yes. Okay. What else? Um, I mean, just on that
0: passion thing. Like, God, I, people. I use Sean White as an example. Like, do mm-hmm. you think Sean White got into snowboarding because he thought he's like, ooh, I'm gonna make a ton of, like, I'm gonna make, I'm gonna become real successful snowboarding. Like, he did it because he loved it, right? Mm-hmm. Then he became over successful. Um I'll go back to the the ceremony um it's the do ceremony i'm joking <laughs> no i would if yeah, yeah. if if it was up to me I'd say everybody should do it at least <laughs> once um it just it like clears out all the cobwebs mm. uh i i would see be very confident in what you do right because mm. a lack of confidence is only going to hold you back from in especially in the creative world like being out there mm. um, trying new things like you know art is one of those kind of there's no probably in any creative industry there's no there's no guidebook you can be like oh you go to school here and then you do this and mm-hmm. you do this and do this mm-hmm. like algebra one algebra two yeah and then no you know it you have to mm. the more like especially in the creative world, the more different you are, the better it is. Mm. Um, And it's kind of scary to, you know, attempt different things in the art world, but if you embrace, really if you embrace being different in the art world, like that's how you get success in it, right? Mm. Like you fully go in on what you do and you're so confident in what you do, no Mm. matter what you do, man, that confidence and passion will radiate into your work. It could Mm. be, you know, you could paint a giant square just red, Mm. but if you're doing it for a passionate and confident, like passionate reason, Mm. people will eventually see that. Mm. Um, It's just like, man, it really is, follow your heart. Uh, Mm. You can have success in the art world by, you could paint Marilyn Monroe and put a bunch of Gucci signs or paint people's dogs. Like, and you could get financial success, but man, the moment you start really creating like through your heart mm-hmm. it, that's i swear people gravitate towards that mm-hmm. um and people can see that in you and there's man. certain gravity with the confidence oh, you yeah. exude
1: into your expressed art
0: oh yeah mm-hmm. um it's one of those like magical things that you know science can't science can't explain it uh, it's just one of those like magical things of art that mm-hmm. really, if you, put your, if you put your heart and passion into it, I can almost guarantee you'll be successful. Mm-hmm. Uh, I can't see a path that it, it doesn't happen. Mm.
1: Um, so let me ask you this, and then I'm gonna feed my meter in a moment. Okay. You've been really blessed. You had mentioned to me uh, off a record that you had a counselor who believed in you, you mm-hmm. had uh, James who yes. believed in you. good friends. You man. have <laughs> now Nobu who believed in you. These are pivotal relationships mm-hmm. really when you didn't believe in yourself yeah. at, that, at, at that time.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: How were you able to attract people who believed in you so much that they're willing to champion you even when you didn't believe in yourself back then?
0: uh James has been a massive part of it mm-hmm. um, thank God I found James uh <laughs> this goes to any artist out there if, if you're not good at business find somebody who's good at business because art whether you like it or not is you know part of its business right mm-hmm. half mm-hmm. of its business um, so thank god James truly truly believed in me mm mm-hmm. and uh he uh, a lot of I mean a lot of my success now is from him, but a lot of my early success was definitely contributed to him because he believed in me so much mm-hmm. he kind of he he filled my lack of confidence mm-hmm. like he was so confident in what I did that mm-hmm. it helped propel me um, mm-hmm. so I got very very lucky mm-hmm. in that situation you know if I could go back and tell younger me um Like, if if I had confidence, like, I could have fulfilled a lot of that role. Mm -hmm. Um, But, I mean, James does way more than, just give me confidence, you know? Of course. But, and and I've talked with a lot of artists that, a lot of artists kind of like, they kind of like to, you know, stay in their studio, not be seen, and just make their paintings. Right, they believe that the work should speak for itself. Yeah, and I, from people I have talked to, like a lot of people, you could tell almost when they price like their artwork. Like they'll mm. just put a stupid low price on it so they don't feel like they deserve it. Mm. Um, and the more confidence you have in what you do, mm. it almost goes without saying, like the more successful you're gonna be. Mm. Like if you exude confidence, pfft, man, that, that elevates you massively. Mm. Uh, I wish there was an easy trick to, you know, gaining confidence, but I think this mindfulness is meditation, ceremony being a massive one, mm-hmm. is an incredible catalyst mm. to gaining more insight to this state of mind. Mm. Um, again, back to like ceremony, like some of these things like the just be thankful, like it sounds so, yeah, okay, just be thankful. It sounds so stupid easy. Mm. For some reason, my my brain didn't compute that thought before until after that ceremony. Like it hit me like a ton of bricks. Yeah. Um, man, it just washed over me. Uh,
1: it's one of those things that people know a lot about on this um, intellectual level. Know a lot about. Being thankful, these, yeah. these type of truism, you may you know hear it when you're in, when you're out, kind of a thing. You're like, oh, yes. yeah, 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 I know it, but they only know it on the intellectual level. But when you actually experience, when you actually experience this on the embodiment level, and yes, actually truly it embody it, then you're going to really deepen that experience of gratitude, of love, of these believing in yourself, of self-worthiness. These are type of things that it's not an intellectual understanding, because I, for myself, know it intellectually, even preach it to Mm -hmm. others intellectually for many, many years, until I actually had my first ceremony going through this embodied experience. I was like, oh, now I know what it means to be a leader. Now I know what it means to be a loving partner. Now I know what it means to be a a loving brother, a son, Mm -hmm. all these beautiful, human
0: experiences that I just didn't have access to. Man, you hit it. You hit it on the head. Um, That's what it was, like, intellectually, I knew what all these concepts were. Heard it a million times. I've never felt it. Uh, I've never felt what unconditional love was. Mm. Um, And after that ceremony, um, I... Man, did I feel it. Oh, I'd love to tell that story. (laughs) It's
1: it's one of those things that it's inaffable. You can't transmit it to another person. Yeah. What does inaffable mean? Inaffable means you can't describe it. Oh, okay. I'm going to use that word a lot now. because You you can't describe it because it's it's like, you know, one one, uh, example that I give to people is you can describe it, you can paint a picture for it about what it's like to ride a bicycle. Mm Mm-hmm. But until you get on a bicycle, you don't know what it's like to ride a bicycle. Man! And, yeah. and another thing about that, too, is you may think you know how to ride a bicycle, but until you ride a bicycle and without falling off, you don't know how to ride a bicycle. Mm-hmm. And similarly, I mean, it segue to another thing that is people walk out of ceremony feeling like, all right, I got this. I now know how to love, mm-hmm. how to be generous, how to be compassionate. But until you are tested in a situation that is stressful, until you meet someone who it may not be so lovable, mm-hmm. until you actually uh, face some situation where you don't feel so compassionate,
2: mm-hmm.
1: and, and you can continue to be compassionate and loving in that highest version of you that you know uh, yourself to be, you don't know how to ride a bicycle yet. Mm-hmm. You know, because yeah. you still fall off. Yeah. So one of the things I heard Terry Crews said on the Tim Ferriss show he mm-hmm. said that life is a confidence game.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, the more confident you are everything else just becomes easier. The more easy you can create things, the the more gravity you have to attract investors, customers, mm-hmm. collaborators. So for someone who is being on the path of Cultivating confidence mm-hmm. from not having it to now having it to now Amplifying it. Mm-hmm. right What tactical thing would you give the listener to as a way to cultivate their inner confidence because it's one of those things that You hear people talk about yeah have more confidence. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but how do you do that? Yeah, right. it's not it's not a something that You know, it's easy to say, but you can just go on and do it. Mm-hmm. So what tactical things that you've done to really help you cultivate inner confidence, inner believing of oneself, worthiness, and all these things.
0: Um, one very, I guess, tangible one is uh, start journaling mm. every morning. A lot of, a lot of it's what I'm thankful for. But as you're writing these, as, or as I'm writing these things, I see like all these, like basically positive wins I'm having every day. Right. Oh, so you're tracking your wins. Yeah okay yeah because like what I'm thankful for you can almost they're like my my wins as well right like gotcha and yeah you could sit there and like read it in front of you and you see all these you know things that you're improving on or all these like great things that are happening um and it could be one man it may be one of those what's that word Inafferable. like I've been doing it a lot through meditation and I guess if you want to get into that I've I'll kind of um, imagine I'll get into a deep state of mag- meditation. I'll do the uh the 4 second in, 4 second the box. Yeah, breathing. box breathing. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll do that to kind of clear my mind, then I'll go to I'll tell myself, oh, this is another one I'd love to talk about is uh the just be mm-hmm. when the healer would say like late at night he said um you know, everybody take a moment just to be. Mm-hmm. And so I'll I'll kind of like just be very present. I'll not be thinking about anything. I'll actually be like filling my, my body, like scanning my arms. And then that kind of gets me to a deep state of meditation where I don't have, you know, any stressful thoughts or anxiety thoughts, you know, coming in. And then I'll kind of imagine myself at a time in my life when I was, very confident like uber confident and then kind of manifest myself into that Mm. um i don't know how like helpful that will will be because it's but i help you yeah it's it's definitely helpful. okay
1: great so journaling imagining yourself uh, recalling the time where you're super confident yeah as a way
0: to anchor yourself oh yeah so what else um man a a lot of it is just really stepping back it kind of goes to the th- being thankful thing. Like I step back and I look at what I've achieved, and like, holy shit! Like, man, look, I did this. I did this. I sold this painting. I, like, this person's buying this paint. Like, oh my gosh! Like, mm. what the hell am I? What am I? Like, why am I lacking confidence in all this? Like, I've, mm. um, I, I guess I've had a lot of just through selling work. I've had a lot of like areas I could look back and see all these like validating things um yeah to be honest I've kind of I look back at successes I've had Mm -hmm. and I use and I've I've used that to kind of reroute my thinking Mm -hmm. um
1: in case you are doubting yourself you can actually look back on everything else you've done. Yeah. So that's actually the benchmark. Yes. Of what you have achieved, what you have accomplished, no matter what the circumstances are right now, today. hmm So, and, but one of those things uh, that's a very cerebral um, process, and what I realized is this, um, meditation, journaling, these are state changes. These are tools for state changes. Yes. Box breathing, all these are great. And from my personal exploration, also client work, what I realized is that state changes don't necessarily stay permanent. Mm-hmm. So it's through our own cultivation and practice that actually allow us to really exercise that muscle. I'm interchangeably changing the analogy here, but exercise the muscle of self-confidence and self-belief, self-worthiness. Yes, to continue to stay in that zone even when stressful situation comes. Yes, right. So that's the way I kind of think about it. So it's so important for us to cultivate this doing um, peacetime. Mm-hmm. So when stress situation comes, you can actually handle it.
0: Yeah, um, I, I guess, yeah, the way I kind of came about it was, again, I don't say ceremony was like the biggest catalyst to it all, mm-hmm. and now I've been, like the journaling has been do it every morning, no matter what, mm. meditation every morning, no matter what, and mm. I've, I've always been into health, exercise, diet, and all that, and... It just it makes so much sense that, like, why not work the brain muscle? Mm, you know, mm. why not try to better the thoughts? Like, re you know, reroute the uh, the unconscious habitual. You know, if, if there's a habitual thought that I have that is not serving me, like, why not reroute that to make it a more positive thought? Um,
1: mm. So
0: let that, me ask you this. Mm-hmm.
1: So recalling back to your early days. Yes even though you are cultivating your art, the mechanics of painting, you are painting every day but the results haven't yet shown up yet. During that time, recalling that period do you have any advice for people who are cultivating their physicality, their emotionality, their spirituality, their mentality and yet the results that they desire hasn't shown up yet. How would you advise them
0: to in that bridge period ah um it's probably why well i don't know if this is going to answer your question but it's why doing what you love i think is so important because Mm. again that was what kind of fueled me even when i wasn't having when i wasn't selling anything like Mm. i just kept doing it because i loved it Mm. Uh, i mean i was like i was i was hustling too like i was emailing everybody Mm. like i was okay Great. Oh yeah. Okay, good. So uh, that's tactical. Oh okay. man, so, so I would email everyone. So what else can I do? Co- like I'd cold call people. I uh Estee Lauder. Um, mm-hmm. I found a phone number in like an article mm-hmm. and I called them up and was like, "Hey, you know, instead of doing photographs for your makeup, how about I do a painting and then you guys put it in your magazine?" You mm-hmm. know, so it'll be a, a painting of your of your product instead of spending, you know, 10,000 on a photo shoot. Mm-hmm. Like I'll just paint the makeup in a really, you know, nice kind of impressionistic way, and you guys could put that in. Mm. And that was like some of the early wins, you know, mm. the first couple wins. But, but the thing is, you didn't, you didn't just
1: play small, you called directly through Estolado. Yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah. which was very uncomfortable for me. Yeah, right. uh, okay, good, so, so,
1: so uh, pick up the phone, call uh, your ideal clients, collectors, mm-hmm. people who appreciate your art, anything else.
0: Uh, if you really want to go into like what I would tell an artist, yeah, to do, yeah, sure. oh man, let's that's, that's concretize it, right? So that yeah. way it's not theoretical. Um, like, if, if you're an artist out there, any it, this works for any creative type, I believe. Um, like, it is the best time to be an artist or a creative because mm. you have man Instagram, mm. like seventy-five percent of my business still comes in from Instagram. Mm. Um, so tactically what what would you advise them to do? Using I would, your Instagram. So what I like how I started mm-hmm. when I first started one I did a lot of hustling, cold calls, emails. cold call, yeah, email. And yeah. then I started making paintings and I'd reach out to big influencers and basically like, hey, I'll give you this badass painting. Mm. All I ask in return is that you post it on your Instagram and tag me. Mm. And man, that that was a great way to like skyrocket okay. my career. That's um, kind of how I started building up my followers. And then, I mean, yeah. One of the guys I went out to dinner with, one of my big collectors, he saw me because this influencer posted it on his Instagram. I see. Um, like, as an artist, don't be afraid to give away a few pieces for free. Like, realize the value you can get. Like, mm-hmm. even though you're giving away for free, you're not getting money, like the value you're going to get in return for that mm. could be massive. I see. Right? Like... Uh, you look, did a,
1: you, so you, you did a calculated giveaway. Oh, yeah. It
0: wasn't just one, you know, without, without thought. No, no. I was very strategic about who I picked. Right. Um, and, you know, art, it's for a, a small painting, it's it maybe 50 bucks in material. Mm-hmm. But think of what that fifty dollars and and your time, mm-hmm. which is valuable. But think of what that can give you in return if you get that in the right hands. And now you got ten people asking for the next painting, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Like, odds. Oh, and if you really want to go into this art thing, uh, <laughs> people love their dogs. Like mm-hmm. you wanna you wanna instantly attract some big influencer and have them post your work find a huge influencer that loves their dog paint their dog send it to them in the most badass package Mm. with a handwritten note that says my name's so and so I'm trying to build up my art career uh I would love it like I would love it if you posted this on your Instagram all I ask in return is you tag my name Mm. and that person with 20 million followers posts it like Mm. you're gonna have 20 people asking to paint your dog and they'll probably pay good money for it Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm.
1: You don't need to do that anymore. Right? <laughs> <You're>
0: no, <laughs> I don't do that Because <laughs> yeah, I was thinking, like, The Rock
1: loves his dog. So the, <laughs> the
0: Rock, rock. Every, any artist out there that can paint dogs, dude, find a picture of The Rock's dog and uh, paint it again. Send them. I always like this. I got this idea from uh, a Mark Echo. Or yeah, I think it was Mark mm-hmm. Echo, yeah, the T-shirt guy. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, Apparel. Yeah, yeah. he. Sent a bunch of hats or apparel to Mike uh, Spike Lee, I mm, believe, mm. but he put it in the most obnoxious, like crazy crate that, if it was presented in front of anybody, that person would be so compelled to open it and see what was in it. Mm. Um, swag bombs, I think mm. he called it, mm. and uh, I did that, and mm. it works. Um, you know, it may work. You know, nine nine out of ten times, maybe a person won't respond to your your DM or whatever, but. That one person that does and that is willing to do that, like, man, that's a snowball effect. Mm. And then you're now, especially in the art world, now you have a relationship with this person. And, mm. um, like, any artist out there, confident or not, realize I, I've kind of come to realize that people who are, aren't in the art world kind of see what you do as pretty magical. Like, it's a mystery to them. Mm. Like, you're this. Like, God, you can create that? Mm. Like, yeah, if they don't have an art mind, like you're this kind of like little magical being that can create this really beautiful artwork. Mm -hmm. Um, And I totally embrace that. Mm. Uh, It's pretty magical, the stuff that you show me here. Thank you. Yeah,
1: I I mean, for those of you who are listening, definitely check out Brent's stuff because this is a, I mean, I'm looking at a 2D picture that looks and feels like velvet (laughs) <laughs> that's my specialty yeah it. it's it's, it's um, pretty it's 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 really really incredible
0: oh I, okay again if if we're focusing on artists uh, there's kind of ne- I can almost categorize artists into three different groups that's okay, here um there's this is very very generalized um There's artists who are great at self-promotion and Mm -hmm. they kind of, they're good at like almost turning themselves into celebrity.
1: Mm -hmm. Turning them into a brand?
0: Yeah, turning into a brand. There's artists who are incredible painters but they're just, um, okay, well then, well, let me put this, I don't wanna, there's artists who are painters, like they just enjoy the process of painting. Um, Mm That's very much what I am. I like, if I could probably have it my way, I'd just sit in here and just paint all day and mm. not post Instagram. Just like, I, I paint because I love it. Yeah. Um, and there's tons of artists out there like that. Right. And then the third group is artists who are great painters, but they're also great self-promoters, mm. so, like celebrities. Basically, that's like the Picasso's. Mm. Um, you could become uber success if you're good at just branding yourself. Mm. Uh, you. No matter the artwork you create, Mm -hmm. you could sell it because you're Mm. it becomes cool, right? Mm. Uh, And I guess the artists I want to speak to are the ones who are phenomenal painters, and there's tons of them out there on Instagram. Mm. Uh, Those the people that are in their studios and love painting uh, and really like find passion in it. Uh, like you have to this is going to sound stupid to some people but like those paint I I just I know those painters so I had the same mindset like you have to like get your work out there be confident like show it like Mm. because once people realize how good you are and now you start to kind of become a brand Mm. eh, I don't want to use the word brand but um, what's a better word for it? It's a well-known entity Really stand behind your Mm. artwork be very proud of it and mm. you start to become, that's when you start to get in, like, good painter, and celebrity is the only word I can okay. think of. No, but. Th-
1: but, but you actually mentioned, uh, I think this is a good point to underline here, is you yourself believe in the work that you do. Oh, yeah. Because that's a big tipping point, right? Would you say? Because oh, yeah. I'm guessing, I'm projecting, correct me if I'm wrong, at some point, you're like, I don't know if this is worth it. But at some point, you tip, like, my stuff is... Good. I, okay, I guess... Was there a point?
0: I, um, speaking personally, I knew I was, I was good, and as a painter, as kind of making some, I don't know how, I don't know if this is true throughout the whole art world, but as a, as a technically good painter, Mm -hmm. you can kind of reach... A level and sell artwork for x amount mm-hmm. right there's almost like a ceiling you have to now become you what's, have to what's that x amount i don't know six figures five figure uh this ballpark this ballpark. I don't know. i'd say ballpark in the five figures somewhere. five figure okay but to get to like if you want to sell paintings for like a million dollars you have to you have to be the person behind it. you have to now be just as important as the art right like right. you have to be Uh, Basically the celebrity who paints the incredible paintings because you can make incredible paintings mm -hmm. and Kind of in the social media world. Mm -hmm. Yeah, they'll reach There's like almost like a cap you can get to like you could doesn't matter how good you are now you have to like and this is kind of The area like I'm moving into I used to hide behind my paintings Mm -hmm. because I just I knew I could make awesome paintings but me personally like it was like that imposter syndrome thing. Like mm. I didn't, like I thought if I attached myself to it, mm. it would become less valuable, right? Mm. But now I'm realizing how much more valuable it is that mm. I, like I'm the man behind mm. this painting. Mm. Mm. Um, and yeah, so like at the beginning, if it wasn't for James, I'd still be sitting in my room blocked away painting because that's all I <laughs> that's all I wanted to do you yeah. know uh, but now I'm just finding so much joy in going out and hanging out with Nobu and sitting at his restaurant and yeah, taking awesome. pictures with him no, and, that's great man um, yeah it's like this is the new mindset I've been in like I'm, mm-hmm. I'm now very proud of what I do I mean uh, it's beautiful
1: I, I, I'm not an artisan or I don't know even a aficionado when it comes to art But I'm looking at yourself, I'm like, man, this is good,
0: (laughs) this is good stuff. Thank you. This is amazing. And now, I used to be somebody who'd shy away from compliments, but man, I fucking love it. Yeah, (laughs) that was great. Absolutely love it. Yeah, Um, receive, receive. Yes. Um.
1: Okay, so so we talked about the mechanics of the journey of becoming an artist, Mm -hmm. stepping into from wanting to do it to being amateur about it to now turning pro, to now turning uh, turning yourself into a brand, right? mm-hmm. we, we touch upon these type of things. We talked about um, self-mastery, how you cultivate confidence in your own journey in doing that. Do you think that skills is translatable? I'm sure you probably have other, other artist friends who may be musicians, who may be singers, who may be authors who are in this creative world, but they don't necessarily paint, per se. Mm -hmm. Do you feel that these type of skills, these type of tactics, are translatable to what they do as well?
0: Yes. Um, Definitely, like, uh, an easy example I can think of is, say anybody who's creatively good at, uh, like, video editing or, like, if, I think this is a question you're asking, but if, or a singer, like I would go find a huge YouTube channel mm. and offer to do free music for them. Just like, hey, give me a plug on your next video and, you know, or give me a shout out mm. or video editing. Um, mm. You know, you go be like, hey, uh, or okay, here's, here's one. Uh, there is this one guy who, I'm a huge Joe Rogan fan mm. and he, he takes some of Joe Rogan's like a uh, snippet of one of his podcasts, mm-hmm. and he'll animate it. Mm. And I can guarantee he just he just started doing this and sending it to him. Mm. And now, uh, you know, then Joe Rogan will repost it. Mm. And I'm sure this guy's I'm sure this guy's making a killing now, doing what he loves, sitting on the computer, doing these really creative, funny little videos. Mm. And started off, you know, I can almost guarantee it for free. Mm. just by doing it and sending it to him. And mm. now I'm sure this guy's crushing it. Mm-hmm. Um, what do you love about Joe Rogan, by the way? Uh, I love just the scope of people he has on. Mm. Um, I tend not to listen to the ones where he has, like, comedians or UFC fighters. Uh, actually, one of the biggest shifts in my life was from one of his podcasts. Mm. Um, t- tell us about it. Uh, so his business partner, Aubrey Marcus... Mm-hmm. Um, there was, this was my third year of dental school, and I listened to this podcast, and Aubrey Marcus is, you know who he is, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's, uh, he's, done a lot of, he's done a lot of ceremonies. He's, um, you know, big into psychedelics, mm-hmm. uh, big into bettering himself. And he told this, it was like a three-hour story of, I believe he went to Peru, and he um, did ayahuasca ceremony. Mm-hmm. And man, hearing him talk about it, I was like, man, i like I want that experience. like you could just you know, you know you could you could tell when somebody's genuine, right? like mm. when they're speaking in a genuine fashion, um, and I listened to it, and I, I, I like felt what he was talking about, and I've never really listened to somebody where I was so compelled just by listening to him, like feel like I could feel him like mm. I remember I cried during it, oh wow and uh and after that i uh i kind of i i mean i'm i'm a huge believer in psychedelics Mm -hmm. um this is not like you know get fucked up and go to a party and do them Mm -hmm. this is doing them with an intention to better yourself Mm -hmm. um and that kind of started my journey down Mm -hmm. that path Mm -hmm. and then that, well, I, was psil- that was psilocybin, and then after that, that, like, completely unlocked, like, I was like, oh, my God, like, there's, it's, there's so many different ways, it's, how was it described? Um, it's just like looking at the world in a little different light, mm-hmm. and you realize that there's, there's a lot of unknowns to us now, and it kind of, like, invigorated my curiosity to discover more about my, my, um, how I saw the world and, and mentally.
1: Mm-hmm. What kind of people do you think is suitable for using psychedelics as a way to better themselves? it's not for everyone. Man, I would say everybody. I, I mean, know. but it's not for everyone, right? I know.
0: Um, uh, I don't know if I could categorize it. Like, I... Almost all my friends, like, I I try to get them to do it. But I think I'm... I, I just know them. I know they're you know, they're at the mental state where they could handle it mm-hmm. if they chose to do it. Right. Um, and I think it, there's a lot of betterment that a lot of them would get out of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but if I was to, I don't know if I could like tell you these people should do it and these people shouldn't. I mean, you just did, right?
1: To, for the people that can actually handle it yeah it, is, it is I don't know how to quantify that yeah but it, it it is uh, in my mind the way I quantify it is warrior spirit mm-hmm. who um, have a strong enough mind who is stable enough yeah that this won't destabilize their mentality
0: yeah right like you get schizophrenia or, or a history of it like yeah maybe right it, it's <laughs> maybe just, stay away
1: from right like bipolar schizophrenia that type of uh, people where you're not mentally stable, yeah. I would say, don't don't mess with it. Yeah. The way I articulate it is, this is a dojo for your mind. hmm And if you're not physically fit, you know, don't enter a dojo. Yes. Until you have the uh, container that's safe enough for you to enter, then with proper guidance, then it's uh, more suitable yes. to do this, right?
0: I would definitely. I would highly, highly, highly encourage everybody to like start a meditation practice. Like, and just know at the beginning it's probably gonna be difficult. You're probably gonna be feeling like you're doing jack shit. Like you're just like, well, no, like sit there quietly. Like, mm-hmm. But I think that was a great, um, that kind of opened me up to be, uh, to be open to the idea and um mm-hmm. I mean cuz a lot of psychedelics are I mean all psychedelics are they can get really weird, right? Like mm-hmm. it's that's the whole point. Yeah, you and, get yourself out of your uh reality for a moment. Yes, and like to be okay with that. Mm-hmm. And uh I I would say if I had like if I could put a percentage of the population I think should be doing it, I I feel like there's I feel like a good chunk of the population should be mm should be open to this mm-hmm. um god we live in a utopia uh, we get donald trump and uh who's the guy who's the north korea guy kim jong-un or mm-hmm. man have them do a little ceremony like i we live in a very different world in a very well but
1: world. no but that's an interesting point that you're making right because a lot of people in the psychedelic community feels like that's the answer mm-hmm. and here's where my opinion differs mm-hmm. Because I believe that psychedelics is a, is a good amplifier. It's similar to wealth, okay. similar to influence, similar to power. It doesn't enhance who you are, it just amplifies who you are.
0: Ah, that's a great way to put it. I've never thought, that's a great way to put it.
1: Right, because if you are a good, generous, compassionate person, giving you more power, more wealth, uh, you're gonna use your wealth and influence Towards who you already are. Yes. Similarly with psychedelics. Even though yes, you may be shown more light, quote unquote, right in the spiritual sense. But if you who you are isn't kind of an asshole, you're gonna come out and <laughs> you know, try to now impose your point of view on other people. You should do this because I said <laughs> Okay, <so>. maybe <laughs> all right, you're right. You know, but but that's my point of view, right? And it's probably an answer somewhere in the middle. I mean.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I'm thinking of all the friends that I've recommended this to, and I, I guess it's the majority of the friends I hang out with, they're all really good people. Mm-hmm. And I know it just make them the better version of, mm-hmm. of them, mm-hmm. or just help amplify them. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Oh man, life-changing. <laughs> uh, beautiful. Truly, truly life-changing, um, in any- all the great ways.
1: Beautiful, is there anywhere, anything else that you wanted to address? or anything else that you feel like would be for the people who are listening still that you know some gem or some wisdom some tactical things that you have received uh, that you really want to share with them
2: mm.
0: um.
1: let me actually ask, ask a, a better question mhm for any creative entrepreneurs listening knowing what you know now having the success that you have now having gone through the difficulties that you have
2: mm-hmm.
1: is there any what's one thing that you ask them to take action on
0: i mean, a lot of people who um, are doing i don't know how to describe it, like nine to five jobs right like they're doing a job and it's a job but they always tell me like, ah, I used to play the piano or, yeah, I used to draw, but I haven't done it in a while. Um, and I guess I'm making the assumption that they enjoyed doing that. But I tell them, like, you have to pick it back up. Like, you don't have to make a business out of it. You don't have to make a life out of it. But this is, this is a beautiful joy that you're kind of like depriving yourself of. Like, man, if you play the piano and you enjoy doing it, take some time at least once a week and sit down and play the piano. Like, this is... You could do this the rest of your life, and you could and you're only gonna get better the more like creativity you may get blessed with a better eye or coordination or whatever it be, but it is a lot of it's a it's a practice, and the the more you do it, the better you get at it, and then the better you get at it, the more you enjoy it um like it's just all it's all just good positivity compounding um yeah, so if you have any any creative endeavor you do or just something you enjoy doing and and you're not doing it and you're not doing it for no good reason like come on wake up start doing it like this is something you, you enjoy mm. um, like let it be a part of your life Here, here's
1: actually one thing I want to add to that too think of it as cross training that's and bringing back to the athletic mobility wise if you're a NFL player chances are do a little bit of yoga It's actually going to not only enhance your mobility but will also enhance your performance in playing football mm-hmm. in this example if you're an entrepreneur if you go out and paint and, and write poetry or sing or recording videos whatever it is creative endeavor that you have ultimately that's going to rejuvenate your creativity and enhance your profession because most entrepreneurs that i meet are very cerebral Mm -hmm. they were very much the yang energy they just want to have that intention if if it doesn't touch my business i won't touch it kind of a thing
0: (laughs) (laughs) yes yeah yeah yeah.
1: all right so they're very very single-minded and i've been there i totally understand that and know that when you do this cross training, whether it's music or writing or video or teaching or whatever it may be, it's going to only rejuvenate that creativity, and that would bring it back to the profession that we want to be the main focus on. Yes. Yeah, that's my point of view on that.
0: Yes. Um, to elaborate on that, I the the more I get into uh, art is like I said, there's a business aspect to it, to it's like very entrepreneurial. And I see such a, a relationship between, you know, being creative in art and being creative in business. Like it's, you work your creative muscle, like now you have all these different creative routes you can like, it, you know, that will influence your business or you might, you know, find a better way to unveil a new product, like mm-hmm. a really creative, artistic way. and. And we all know that's just more, you know, it's um, more appealing or like it, oh man, it only, I would think only strengthens it. Mm. Um, and then one other thing I've thought of uh, that kind of, I think is some fairly good practical, um, I guess, advice is uh, yoga mm. was a was a has been a great way that because a lot of my friends are a lot of like a lot of my friends are athletes and um and I think yoga was a great way to not only get into you know physically bettering myself but also mentally bettering myself um, helping myself get into that state of mind of like just being present being in my body which is which then as you know like the more present you are you know, you can, you re- reach like a state of deeper consciousness, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and I thought yoga was a great, easy transition from going to no mindfulness to, like now you're exercising, but you're kind of, you're, now you're getting into mindful states too. Mm-hmm. So it was like a nice bridge for mm-hmm. maybe anybody who's doesn't want to like sit down in a chair, close their eyes and, and meditate. Like mm-hmm. they can kind of,
1: two birds with one stone. Yeah, think of it as a moving meditation.
0: Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah.
1: So one thing I actually didn't talk about specifically is the importance of peer groups Mm -hmm. because we you mentioned many times in this story in your own narrative in your hero's journey that you had someone who believed in you Mm -hmm. right and that you're now surrounding yourself with friends who give you a experience of love yes help you really amplify that even more yes so how does cultivating the right peer group actually make a difference in your creative
0: pursuits. As a man, uh, I this is one of those inafferable things. Is that the right word? Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. um, I, I I don't know if I could quite explain it, but I, you know, I now just I. I just try to I be around people I love and that that make makes me happy and, and people who are also like crushing it in life. Like mm-hmm. those are the people I want to surround myself with and uh you know, all that energy just just plays off everybody. Um I think it's highly this sounds bad, but I, I like any, if I, I've had, and they're still friends, but there's there's been like probably more negative influences in my life and I've, sounds a little selfish, but I've kind of moved away from them because I don't really want that in mm-hmm. my life. And now I just, I really identify with the people who are on the same trajectory mm. as me. Um, and I mean, it's just, this could be one of those things that goes in, one ear and out the other, but it really is like, show me your friends and I'll show you your future. Mm. Like, start identifying with the people you want, mm. that they're on, you know, the same path you are, mm. that can elevate you mm. um, in all aspects, Relation, you know, friends, relationships, mm. like, uh, my, my hope is to be my best person the day I die. Mm. And I know that will only happen if I surround myself with other people who are on that same path mm-hmm.
1: um yeah beautiful place to leave it yes brent thank you so much for sharing your journey the lessons you learn along the way and the tactical advice that you have for creative entrepreneurs
0: you are very welcome it was my pleasure yeah.
1: for those of you listening so go out Try out Brent's advice and tell us what you receive as a result. Have a beautiful rest of the day. Take care.